0: thank you for tuning in to another episode of comic talk the podcast my name is jesse rivera today is monday november the 23rd 2020 this is episode number 81 of comic talk the podcast and our guest today is sacramento artist jocelyn mcgregor jocelyn mcgregor is she is a tattoo artist but When the pandemic hit, she wasn't able to keep her shop open because of all the restrictions and lockdowns, so she had to channel her artistic energy into other means, and it has been a really cool story. I really enjoyed chatting with Jocelyn Saturday via Zoom, and she gives some great perspectives on just this past year that we've all gone through. And it's been a rough one guys. I know it's Thanksgiving. This is all. Hey, I noticed that, uh, a lot less people are doing the whole, uh, 27 days of of thankfulness on Facebook. Remember everyone used to do that every year, like day one, thankful for my family. Right. And they would just be like, and it got, they were kind of stretching towards the end, like thankful for my dog's toys because they keep my dog happy, you know, but notice that a lot less people are doing the, uh, the November days of thanks cuz it's been a pretty crazy fucking year. Anyway, we talk about this crazy year in the podcast and I hope you enjoy our perspective because uh Jocelyn really helped me uh see things in a different light as well. So, great conversation. Um wanted to point out that this Wednesday. So, Wednesday, the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving to me is always a fun night. I love going out because Everyone is out like everyone who like moved out of town is back in town and they're visiting. So you run into people you haven't seen in months, years, sometimes. And it's always like this just great energy. And where I'm from, where I come from around here, where I come from, Bakersfield, California, Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving is Mento Buru's night to throw down. And they always have just an insane show somewhere. And it's the place to be the night before Thanksgiving in Bakersfield. And sadly, that's not going to happen this year, right? Because of the pandemic. But in uh, in lieu of that, I guess, Mental Brew has uh, recorded a Christmas album and it is releasing on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. What is that? The 23rd, the 24th, the 25th. It will be out on November 25th on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. You know where to find it. I listened to it the other day. And it's great. It is so catchy. The arrangements are amazing. Um, everything about Matt's voice sounded great. Um, it's 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 great. It's a lot of fun, and I can see I can hear how everybody would be spinning that this holiday season because it's just a great Christmas. Uh, I think it's five songs all total. So check that out on uh, iTunes. Mental Buru. In case you're not, in case you're wondering, who is Mental Buru? Mental Buru is the music that you hear. Coming into and going out of the podcast, assuming you listen to the whole thing, um, I always go out with the Mental Buru track. I always uh, fade out with uh, Joe Vasquez, R.I.P. Trombone solo from "Move It, Girl." So um, check out that Mental Baru's, uh Christmas EP that is being released on all the platforms on Wednesday, the twenty-fifth. And let's see what else is going on. I am still watching The Mandalorian. And I'm watching this. I'm still watching that football show on HBO Max, and that's all I've really been watching. Not watching a whole lot of TV. Spending a lot of time, of course, playing with my records and playing with my doggy, and just trying to live a good life. So, pretty boring week for me. So, without further ado, please enjoy episode 81 of Comic Talk, the podcast with Sacramento artist extraordinaire Jocelyn McGregor. Peace. Be good to each other. Gobble gobble. Bye. Anyway, Jocelyn McGregor, how the hell are you?
1: I mean, I'm coping. <laughs> I feel like the best we can we can hope for in 2020. But I mean, all things considered, it's one of those things where like I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay. Yeah. Like we're hanging in there. It's not not the worst. It's not the best.
0: Uh, right. but
1: we're 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 chugging
0: along. We're making strides. Yeah. Do you want to, I always try to like give like a quick bio about people, but then like I end up saying something about them. They're like, oh yeah, that was 10 years ago. I don't do that anymore. So do you want to give yourself like a quick. Bio, anywhere between 30 seconds to five minutes. Tell us who you are.
1: Sure, I mean, everybody asks me this while I'm tattooing them. So the sweet and condensed version is, I've been an artist my whole life. Um, I mean, throughout high school, throughout junior high, like I went to college for art. Uh, my mom looked at me as a science teacher. She was like, Jocelyn, like, what are you gonna do with an art degree? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm gonna figure it out. So I went to college for art, uh, took one photography class, fell in love with the photography, ended up majoring in photography, got my degree in that, basically, like, minored in graphic design, um, graduated during the 2008 crash, or, Mm. and so went, started bartending, then started getting tattooed, then started working for my tattoo artist, like, taking pictures for her, and, like, building her website, and stuff, and, uh, at some point, she asked me if, uh, I want to learn how to tattoo and I thought she was bluffing so I called her bluff and she wasn't bluffing so she taught me how to tattoo Um, and I've never looked back and it's honest to god tattooing is the best job in the entire world I love it to death I could do it all day every day the only thing I love more than tattooing is my daughter
0: (laughs) (laughs) someday do you hope to tattoo her
1: oh absolutely yeah I mean when she's 18 no, um, yeah. I wouldn't mean like
0: I, next week or something. Like, yeah.
1: But like, yeah, I mean, she's only two. So, I mean, she's got a while, but who knows? I mean, mom might not be cool. Cause you know, who thinks their parents are cool. So she may not want to get tattooed or may not want to get tattooed by me. And that's fine. She can, uh, that she can make that choice.
0: Where did you go to art school?
1: Uh, I went to Sac State. Well, I went to Consumnes River College uh, here in town in Sacramento and did um, the junior college route for a couple of years and got okay. of it and like took a bunch of different classes and then transferred to Sac State and got my degree there.
0: So you're made at Sac State?
1: Yep sure am.
0: When you okay so tattooing was not what you were thinking so when you when you started as when you're like your third year you're deep into it you're getting an arts degree what what were you anticipating you were going to do with that was it going to be photography?
1: I, pro- I think by year three of college I was deep into photography so mm-hmm. that's absolutely what I thought I was going to do I didn't know what I was going to do with it um, and honestly like I'd wanted to be a tattooer since I was in high school oh, like I used okay. to tell people like I used to draw on my friends at lunch in the quad
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> with sharpies um, and I'd tell everybody like oh I'm going to be a tattooer but like I had no idea how I was going to achieve that so the next logical thing was to go to college so my mom's an educator and she was like you got to go to college so I was like cool we'll do that um so I lost track of the tattooing thing for a long time and got into photography fell in love with that I shot I mean I was a wedding photographer for a while like uh-huh. while bartending and trying to make ends meet in in the great recession as it were um so yeah
0: what uh so do you still do photography just as a as a side project or just, just for fun? Do you still have the camera? You take oh, I out, still like? have
1: all my equipment. Um, I actually, the only time I I usually bust it out these days is to take pictures of my kid. And to okay. take pictures of, like, my art.
0: Right, from um, like your Etsy page and your, like, for your portfolio type stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as much as I hate to admit it, like, iPhone cameras and phone cameras have gotten so good that half the time, like, I don't need to take out a big giant DSLR camera. Like I can snap a good photo. Um, I can do a little bit of editing just to color correct. Uh, you know, if the lighting's too pink or, you know, too dark or whatever. Um, but yeah, I barely bust out my camera anymore and I miss it, but you know, I got, I got a two-year-old and I got a tattooing career and I got to make all this art. So I don't, always have time for photography these
0: days right it comes down to like functionality right it's just like this it's a lot easier to do this um I caught so I first caught wind of your art when the protests were going on and you were part of a project called was it boards for change yeah
1: boards for and
0: change. and you did the um the, the Pink Floyd tribute, right? That was you, right? Yeah. Oh, I'd be so embarrassed if we you're like, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, that
1: wasn't me at all. I don't know what you're talking Okay.
0: About. <laughs> so during those days, the art that I saw popping up around Sacramento was really like something that just warmed my heart and it 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 inspired me and it excited me. And it was one of the first reasons for me to get in my car and drive around the city and I I have an SLR right but I didn't take that camera just like you said I have my I had my iPhone yep. and I was just on the boards for change Instagram uh punching in addresses and driving around and taking pictures of all of these great pieces and I love Pink Floyd love love yeah. love Pink Floyd and that piece grabbed me. You want to talk about that piece and and your work with boards for change?
1: Sure. Um, well, first of all, I'm I'm really glad to hear that the the boards and the art that popped up around Sacramento inspired you to to go and look because like that's what art's supposed to do, right? It's supposed to move you, whether it's physically or um, emotionally or spiritually. Um, yeah. I um, so I sort of created that art piece. Um, after the death of George Floyd and I was at home, I wasn't, you know, obviously I couldn't tattoo at the time. And, um, I had just created this piece and I didn't, I didn't know what to do with it. Um, I just knew that I had to create it. Um, so I like drew it out on my iPad and like sketched it all out and stuff. And I had no idea where it was going to go. And then words for change popped up and a friend of mine tagged me in one of their posts Oh wow. and they are like, Joss, you should do this. And I'm not a muralist by trade, but I was like, like it all just sort of gelled in that moment where I was like, this is where that art piece needs to go. Um, and so I was lucky enough to be paired with um, Honey Salon and um, she didn't even ask me what I was gonna paint. She was like, I just have this space. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I've got an art piece like I wanna put on there she was like, awesome. You know, this is, this is this, and that is that and whatever. Um, and she didn't, she didn't ask me what I was going to put up there. She had like no, um, preconceived notions about like what I would paint. Um, eventually she actually asked me for, was pre- like, Oh, do you have a preview? Like, I want to see it. And so I sent her the preview and she was like, Oh dude, that's dope. Like, that's going to be so cool. And I was like, sweet. Awesome. Like I was, I was really excited to do it. Um, I'm obviously like a huge Pink Floyd fan and the wall is such an amazingly like, well, all of their music is, is amazing and deep and has just so many layers of meaning to it. But, um, it, it's an interesting juxtaposition to put the deep layers of meaning of Pink Floyd's, the wall into, um, a piece of art, um, about, you know, people who have passed, and people who have been killed, and people who have been murdered. Um, And it's, it's forcing, you know, people to look at this wall, this wall that we've built, this, you know, wall that we've built out of, out of.
0: So it was a wall that was built out of names, right? Yeah, the the names that that, the the victims of this, this ongoing. Yeah, I, I get it. And you know, Speaking of Pink Floyd and and the, the the thematic undertones of Pink Floyd music, I was listening to it was probably Dark Side mm-hmm. recently because that's my favorite, and it was late at night, you know, elevated, and my mind went there, and for a minute I was like, was this stuff written this year? Like, yeah. it's still like, like we don't like they say you know we're we're destined to to repeat our mistakes you know and like like we're going there again you know it's i don't know it's it it was a powerful piece so it was powerful enough that at the time i had started doing this thing where i was sending postcards to friends and let me tell you it started with my good friend nicole Eichenberg. i was going through this this period in my head where i was like This stuff is just material. I I hold on to these things that I think are valuable, but they're not and blah, blah, blah. And I took the postcard from wish you were here Mm. and I wrote on it and I put a stamp on it and I mailed it to my good friend, Nicole Eichenberg. And people were like, I can't believe you freaking did that. I'm like, what am I keeping it for? What, what, why, why? And it, it made the, it cheered Nicole up that day. Like it made, you know what I'm saying? So I was going through this thing where I was sending postcards. So then that's when I reached out to you and I said, do you mind if I, you know, and I think I showed you how I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And you said, go for it. And I think I sent out five um, postcards of your uh, George Floyd, the wall homage. I was so excited. And um, yeah, so you weren't a muralist before that, huh?
1: Nope. No, I mean, I'd worked in lots of different mediums, but certainly not a mural. I mean, I, like, legit, like, I don't even know if I used the right paint for it. Like, I went to Home Depot, and I was just like, I need a I need a white exterior paint. Uh, I need, <laughs> you know, this and that, and uh, uh, went and did the thing.
0: Do you know where it ended up?
1: Uh, you know what, I don't. I know they auctioned them all off, and I'm not sure who won my piece specifically, um, I was tempted to bid on it myself, um, and just buy my own artwork so I could, like, you know, put it up in front of my house or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I I was tempted to bid on a couple of pieces myself, but I was like, I don't know. I think these are gonna go for a little bit more than I'm comfortable spending. I don't know, but I never checked to see what they were. I did end up with, so this is also. Oh, Yeah. So this was one of them and she did prints and uh, stickers and Mm -hmm. uh, I did get, I was able to get a hold of this. So I'm glad I have that um, of what's going, you know, kind of to remember what, what happened in our city and like, you know, I don't know, then to support an artist. So the pandemic hits, your tattoo business was going good. How was, how was that going?
1: I mean, up until the pandemic hit, my business is, was gangbusters. I mean, I, uh, I usually open my books like a couple times a year and I fill up all the spots I need to book within 24 hours. Oh my um, gosh. The last time I did booking was October 3rd of 2019. Mm-hmm. And so many people submitted with so many amazing ideas. I just couldn't say no. I think I took on, I shouldn't have taken on as many as I did because it was a lot, but I took on, I think, 178 pieces in that booking and Uh I was like well this is my year this is what I'm going to be doing for the next year and I'll open my books again on October 3rd 2020 um because it's Mean Girls Day because on October 3rd he asked me what day it was and I said it was October 3rd (laughs) um so that's how deep I am in the Mean Girls um but so I took on like a massive amount of pieces because they were just fabulous ideas from fabulous clients that um I really just wanted to do and I was like, you know, chugging my way through them and booking and booking and booking and pandemic hits. And I had to stop working and shut down. And I emailed everybody that I hadn't tattooed yet. And I emailed everybody that I already had like appointments set for. Um, And I was like, hey guys, like, this is what's happening. I don't know when I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna keep you updated as much as I possibly can. Um, but know that you're still in my queue, know that I'm looking forward to tattooing you. Um, and everybody has been, has been really gracious about it. Um, and really gracious about waiting. Um, and then we were open back up. So, uh, June, June 19th, we were able to open back up and we were only open for three weeks and they shut us down again. So When
0: when they allowed you to open back up, was it with, well, you could only tattoo one person at a time anyway. So it's not like you're letting 20 people in the shop at a time. So when, you, when they allowed you to open back up, was it pretty much business as usual
1: at that point? Um, yes and no. So um, basically, so Cal OSHA decided like what the new restrictions were for tattooing. And quite honestly, the only thing that we as practitioners had to do differently was wear a mask. Um, we are already so compliant as far as, I mean, we're trained in cross contamination and, um, aseptic technique and, um, bloodborne pathogens and all of these things. Like wow, our shop is so clean. Um, like I would rather get surgery (laughs) or get stitched up in our shop than go to an emergency room. (laughs) Like it's that clean. And not only is it that clean, but you can't get tattooed if you're sick because your immune system is already compromised and we're creating a wound on your body that also then activates your immune system. So like we do all of the same cleaning procedures as like dentists and doctor's offices, but nobody gets to come in if they're sick already. So as practitioners, the only additional thing we had to do on top of all of the cleaning and everything that we already do was wear a mask. Um, The other restrictions that came down were all things that we had to put onto our clients, so uh, obviously our clients have to wear masks, we do temperature checks at the door, um, hand sanitizer, hand washing, Um, they have to sign a form that says, you know, they haven't been in contact with anybody with a confirmed case of COVID and that they haven't traveled. Um, We're not allowed to tattoo anybody who um, has traveled outside of our area in the last 14 days.
0: Okay. So we
1: we can't take clients that like fly in. We have clients that fly in from other states to get tattooed. Can't do that right now unless they want to quarantine in beautiful Sacramento for 14 days.
0: (laughs) There's Um, worse places, man.
1: (laughs) True, true, true. Um, And we can't have um, anybody in the station with the artist except for the client. So they can't bring a support person with them. Um, okay used to be, you know, you bring your best friend and they can yeah, yeah, yeah. tattooed. can't do that anymore. Um, and they have to call into the shop when they get there and we let them in when we're ready. We take them directly back to the station. Um, you obviously can't wander around the shop and check everything out and, and stuff like that. We can't have an active waiting room. Okay. So, so you were, you were only open for how long? We were open for three weeks, June 19th through July 13th, I want to say. What happened
0: in July that shut it down? Because it seemed like the restrictions barely tightened back up again just recently.
1: We had another spike and um they went up far enough. Oh, so that, that
0: was we, the spike spike. That was the yeah. that was the first big spike. And yeah. so you guys haven't reopened since that spike?
1: No, so we we closed down July like 13th-ish because we had that big spike after 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um and then they Put, and then they put in the tiered system in place. So now we've got like purple, red, orange, green, blue. I don't know. All uh, we've known pur- is purple and pur- all red. All I know is purple and red.
0: Yeah, that's all um, I know is purple and red, man.
1: Yeah. So they put that tiered system into place. And they said, once we get into the red tier, we are allowed to open again. So we okay. were actually allowed to reopen September 29th. Um, and we've been open since then. Now we've just recessed back into the purple tier. But personal care services can still operate in the purple tier um, with restrictions, which basically means what we've been doing. Okay. Um, So like estheticians, I think are still open. Um, Hairstylists are still doing their thing. Um, Tattooing. uh, What else? Massage and waxing are allowed to operate. And I think, I I don't know, but I, I think they kind of figured out that we weren't, the problem like we're not seeing right right. we're not contact tracing back to tattoo shops Mm -hmm. We're contact tracing to family gatherings and i don't know like other big gatherings and places where you're yelling or breathing hard like i don't know maybe gyms or churches or something i don't know i can't say for sure but yeah i do know that like there as far as i know there has not been a case linked to a tattoo shop in sacramento
0: that's great that's great so after the 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 George Floyd uh wall art uh several weeks later and I want to say this was like late August first week of September you posted some uh prints that you were that you were uh letting go and then that's when when I picked that piece up from you uh, yeah. that 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 hangs in all places my bathroom cuz it's just a beautiful oh,
1: it's, 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 I love it's, it Love bathroom art.
0: <laughs> it's great to sit and look at. Like, yeah,
1: it's, it's great. It's There's a great. lot going on. There's
0: a There's lot, lot going pieces. on. I love it. Um, wh- where did where did those pieces originate from? Is that something you had always been doing, or or was that pandemic uh, idleness that that made you do that?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. Um, so they're acrylic paintings, and I've always been an acrylic painter um, as well as an art, a uh, watercolor painter. But. Um, I mean, I had a ton of acrylics on hand and I think I saw, I'd been, I'd been seeing a few videos of this like acrylic pouring process pop up and I was like, that looks so dope and it looks so soothing. Like I want to try it. So I did a deep dive. I did a bunch of research um, and figured out like, you know, the basics of how like the mechanics of acrylic pouring worked. And, um, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to try it. I'm going to see what happens. And it was so much fun and it was so soothing. And as a tattooer, you're doing like with the work that I do a, it's all commission work. So everything that I do tattoo wise is something that someone has asked me for. And I love Mm. that. I'm like, you guys tell me what you want. And then I just get to draw it. I don't have to come up with the idea. You just tell me the things that you're looking for. And then I get to take it from there right um but this like this type of artwork is so abstract it's really nothing and everything at the same time so I don't have to think about what I'm going to paint all I have to think about is color and um color theory and you mix up all the paints and you create this palette color palette and um and you just go with it and I've started actually making some videos and like time-lapse videos. Cause I had a few people ask me, they're like, Oh, I just want to see the process. Like it's so soothing. And I'm like, it really is <laughs> like it is. I love you, doing it. Cause it's so soothing. And then you've got, so, um, yeah.
0: you've got a couple of videos of it on your Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's um, yeah, you know, I have a few close friends that I talk to and they're they'll be asking me so who's, who's next on your podcast. Who's next on your podcast. And uh, yeah. everyone that I sent it to, they're like, this is amazing. And they're like, lost I uh, was blown away by the furniture you did for uh, a mutual friend we have Laura oh, uh, yeah. well, you want to talk about that because that was that's kind of big that was, that was a lot okay.
1: so I started doing the acrylic pouring thing in the midst of that I also rage painted my kitchen and like changed the color palette in my kitchen like painted all my kitchen cabinets which was like a whole fucking endeavor let me tell you uh if you ever decide to paint your kitchen cabinets do your research because that shit is fucking annoying (laughs) but I picked this color scheme for my kitchen and I've been meaning to refinish my kitchen table so I was like well fuck it I'm just gonna I'm gonna pour paint it and epoxy it and I didn't know if it was gonna work um it took me like nine or ten cups of paint and, uh, like it was a two person job to like move the table around to get it. Cause it's a huge table. Um, but it turned out great. And I was stoked on it. So I was like, I want to do more of these. I didn't, I hadn't really seen any painted poor painted furniture before, but I was like, well, if I fuck up my own kitchen table, like it's just, right.
0: yeah. What do you got kitchen. to lose?
1: Yeah. Um, I can always just strip it and paint it black. Um, so I did that. I had like posted that I had, um, I did a piece on Laura, um, I, well, I've tattooed a few things on her, but I was doing a piece on her, um, while we were, uh, I think it was while we were still open in June. And I was like chatting with her about this painting I was getting into. And, um, then yeah, one thing to another, she goes, Hey, could you do that on my, um, on my living room tables? And I was like, well, yeah, let me check them out. And did the tops come off them? Cause it's easier for me to paint if, you know. All these things so she sends me all these pictures um we exchanged some some info and i was like dude i'm down like let's let's go so she had a coffee table it was like rectangular and like two square end tables and she took the tops off of them and brought me the tops and i poured them she said she was going for the sort of peacock themed Color scheme in her living room. She sent me pictures of what she had in her living room already, so I kind of match colors. I was gonna ask um, that, yeah. Totally, like match colors to her living room. I also know that she is hella into glitter, uh, so I ordered some like custom peacock, like iridescent, color changey glitter. Um, so I've got like glitter in there. I've got chunky glitter. I've got fine glitter. Um, and I just painted these. I pour painted these tables, and it was it was a blast. They turned out great. Um, I like. I'm trying. I was trying so hard to get good pictures of them and good video, and despite my fucking degree in photography, I could not get good pictures of these tables. Um, but they're so in depth and they're so they're so dimensional, um, and they turned out just fabulous. I'm absolutely. I kind of jealous that I had to give them back because (laughs) I would have brought them in my own house, but yeah.
0: Fucking blew me away when I saw them. I was like, this is some next level shit. This is, that's funny. You asked me if you could cuss and that, that, I'm the first one that (laughs) like, but it was, I was just like, wow. Like that was amazing. And do you, do you have more of those? uh, uh, Well, right now you're doing the charcuterie boards uh, that same
1: yeah, so um, I've found this like technique that I'm working on of of painting that looks like waves crashing, right? With different, yeah, like, it's
0: exactly what
1: it looks around. like. Yeah. So I've been playing around with that. Um, I love cheese. I love charcuterie. Who doesn't? I, I could just eat cheese and crackers and salami and drink wine all the time. Like my life would, which is what I've been doing to keep myself sane. Um, so I was like, cool. Like, I'll pour on some boards like, let's do that. So I've been doing a bunch of those. Um, I also have, um, I've done a few like commission pieces for tables for folks. I'm actually in the middle of working on Well, it's almost done. Um, a dinette table for my friend's camper that she lives in. Sweet. Um, and she's like redoing some upholstery in there. So I like poured it to match like her interior for the camper. Um, I've got a couple other ones that I've been chatting with folks about. I also have like My husband, bless his heart, um, went on Craigslist and found a bunch of tables that people were getting rid of. Mm -hmm. And so I have like literally with no legs on them right now, I have like a stack of tabletops that I'm just waiting to pour that are like, I mean, I have everything from like little like 22 by 22 IKEA end tables to like huge round um, like dining tables. And I've got like a big like rectangular dining table um that i'm going to i i got to i'm going to do some more pouring so but now i have to like run a space heater in my garage so the paint dries
0: oh man so so now your art's kind of going in all these different directions is it is it hard to like manage your time right now as far as like what am i going to do today because these these aren't uh 20 minute projects that you're talking about right Like how long did Laura's project take you?
1: I mean, Laura's project, the three tables, I mean, I poured them all at once and then I did the epoxy layer all at once and then I did the second layer of epoxy all at once. Um, But I had her tables for probably 10 days, maybe two weeks um, in total.
0: That's not bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's, I mean, I kind of put a hustle on it because... Like the and the drying time is the killer for me right now because it's getting cooler and paint doesn't dry as fast if it's not warm and dry. Yeah. So um, an epoxy doesn't cure under a certain temperature.
0: Did you so, know all of this going into it, or did you nope. were you finding all this out as you go? <laughs> like why nope, isn't I,
1: it drying? I kind of <laughs> found this out as I went, um, and uh, the the tables particularly like pouring the furniture. They take even even longer to to cure. So I, I've poured canvases. I started with canvases, and then I started pouring like flower pots because everybody and their mom is into houseplants, including myself. Um, so I, I was doing some pots and like terracotta pots will dry super fast because they're really porous. So it sucks all the moisture away. Yeah, from I got it. Uh-huh. Paint right, but and canvases will dry pretty quick because they've got airflow on top of and underneath the canvas. But tables just have to dry <laughs> and they can't dry too fast or the paint the top layer of paint will dry first and then it'll crack like when like you ever made pudding and you get that pudding skin
0: yeah yeah
1: like on the top of pudding when you ba- when you cook it and like it cracks and stuff because yeah that's what happens and then they don't look as pretty so
0: so it's been a long learning like process yeah and then
1: I have to manage my time between tattooing, prepping art for tattoos, um painting and doing the acrylic stuff, and then um you know also you know living my life and spending time with my kiddo and my family and right,
0: quality time, right? like yeah so I'm assuming it's uh you're a no days off kind of person. you just have to manage every day to yep. its fullest is that is that what it's like?
1: I mean, that's basically what I've been like my whole life, but certainly um, and especially, well, no, just my whole life. Yeah. I mean, even back in college, like I would, I was working full time. I had a full load of credits um, in school and I was, you know, in extracurricular things or like when I was at Sac State, I I um, was the graphic design editor for the newspaper. So okay. like, um, yeah, I've I've always kind of, never stopped
0: <laughs> stopping
1: <laughs> just keep the hustle all the fucking time man
0: so. so what do you where do you see uh your art like in the like what would you like it to to evolve to like more tattooing or more art
1: um i mean i want to get back to tattooing all the time Honestly, really? i love doing the poor stuff but uh-huh. i certainly don't Want that to be my main focus, like tattooing is my my love, my passion like okay I want to tattoo all day every day uh-huh. um but it's not possible right now um so the acrylic pouring stuff like is fabulous, and I love it, and it's a really good balance between what I do with tattooing um and like the control aspect of tattooing and the freedom uh the freedom aspect of pouring because you just pour some paint and you don't know exactly where it's going to go. You kind of have to let the paint do its own thing. The
0: paint kind of tells you what we're going to do, right? Right.
1: As opposed to when I'm tattooing, I'm like, I'm going to pull this line. I'm going to shade this thing. Um, So it's a good balance for me, but I certainly like, I would much rather be tattooing all the time.
0: Right. Wow.
1: But I'm. I don't think I'm going to stop doing the acrylic pours because they're just so much fun and people love them.
0: So, so it's just going to have to be like, you're just going to have to find that right balance of, of time to, to give to tattooing and time to give to pouring and yep. like being able to to make all the customers happy. Cause right now, like I'm thinking to myself, shoot, if I want a Jocelyn tattoo, I'm probably waiting till 2022.
1: I mean, I hope not, but <laughs> I mean, I've got you're not that busy. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I still have uh, like a stack of folks that um, that I have to get to, you know? Right from the first
0: I, shutdown, right from the right
1: first... that have been waiting, that submitted their ideas and I accepted their ideas over a year ago, and uh-huh. I haven't been able to get to them. And I should have been done. Like, had the pandemic not happened, um, I would have been done with all of those projects by now, and taking uh-huh. new projects. Um, so, yeah, it, it fucking kills me. It absolutely breaks my heart to have to turn people away. But, like, it also breaks my heart to make all of my, you know, my the folks in my queue, like, wait.
0: Yeah. But. Because yeah, the, yeah. the thing about a tattoo is that, like, people wait their whole lives sometimes to get a tattoo. Like, they wait until their 18th birthday or or they fell in love, or they got divorced, or somebody passed away, like, it's, like, a tattoo is a monumental thing, it's not just going and buying a record, you know what I'm saying, it's, like, so much goes into a tattoo, and to, like, have to, like, wait even longer, like, that's, that does kind of suck, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand that, like, when I, when I get to a point where I know what my next tattoo is going to be, I'm, like, okay, let's do it, and I don't have the greatest amount of patience and I do the same thing that everybody else does where like I find an artist and I like follow them on Instagram and then I stalk their shit and I'm like, their shit is so dope. I want all of their shit all over my body. And then they'll like put out a sweatshirt and I'm like, Oh, that's dope. I can't have a tattoo by them right now. I'm going to buy that sweatshirt. I'm going to buy that parachute. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hang that on my wall. Uh, I'm going to hang that in my bathroom. Uh, you know? And like I'll just stock them until I can get a tattoo by them. But yeah, I mean I've I I personally, like there's artists that I followed for years and years and years that I still haven't gotten tattooed by. Um, and hopefully I will someday. So that's a,
0: that's, that's yeah. awesome. That that's so great because like that's that's exactly what I do. Like I'm like I always call myself a fanboy. Like I find something I like and I obsess over it and I'm just like, Oh my god, this is so dope! Look at this and look at this, mm-hmm. like and and. But with my tattoos, I've been really lucky that I have had some type of a connection with everyone that ended up tattooing me. And mm-hmm. the last one I got uh, this one right mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So it's so weird. Oh. Sad? <laughs> can you see it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I used to work at a record store Mm -hmm. at the warehouse, which is like the tower records. Right. And you know, I worked there for seven years. So I watched, I watched some kids grow up. Like Mm -hmm. I watched some kids buy their first Bob Marley record. All of a sudden one Sunday morning when they were still like a little bit hungover and they're like, I got to get into Bob Marley now, you know, or I saw some kid buy his first fucking green day CD or, you know, um, and the, the night we decided to get these tattoos, um, we went into a tattoo shop. I grew up in Bakersfield. We went to a tattoo shop in Bakersfield. And, uh, you know, they're like, we'll be with you in a second. We're like, okay. And this head pops up from the back and says, I'm tattooing him. No one else is tattooing him. I'm tattooing him. <laughs> and my friend, she was like, who was that? And I was like, I don't know. So I was looking at him and I was looking at him and I was looking at him and I was like, you know what that's fucking george quick jr uh some kid he lives in reno now of all places i pointed like you could see (laughs) he lives in (laughs) reno now (laughs) of all places but i watched him grow up like he used to come in and rent movies with his dad
1: oh no shit that's fucking dope
0: and i watched him like just be like this regular kid to be this kid with the mohawk and like Mm -hmm. you know uh, he just got all into punk rock. And I, and I watched this transition unfold in front of me. And then like, of course, lost track of him. Like, he's just a customer. Right. But now here we were 10 years later. And he's a fucking tattoo artist. And, and I'm sure he probably tells the story in reverse, you know, right. Of like, oh, this dude used to sell me all these cool, ra- I hope so. I don't know. But, you know, yeah, I,
1: mean, I would, I would tell that story. I'd be yeah. like, yeah dude, so this guy, and then he came comes in, and I, and I got to tattoo him after all those years of, like, selling me all that cool shit. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, you know, um, I was supposed to go see George, like, the first week of January, mm-hmm. and I'm positive I caught COVID the first week of January, because I got sick as a dog, and I was down for, like, three weeks with just this horrible fever, these horrible chills, this cough that would not go away and I attributed my losing of smell and taste to that all I was eating was uh, I would wake up like every other day and order um, spicy ramen from whatever place I could find on DoorDashers so and I I ended up canceling that because I was going to drive up to Reno one day one Sunday but I ended up canceling and then the pandemic hit and
1: i don't know and i am so sorry that sucks and to be like that sick and just be like oh i must have the flu and then to later on yeah like, oh,
0: shit. May, maybe it was COVID. i don't know maybe it was maybe it wasn't uh the people who have had covid tell me no no it wasn't but i don't know i don't know it was horrible
1: i don't know man like i had a good friend of mine like their whole family got sick um I think it was right around then, like end of December and allegedly like COVID wasn't here yet or whatever, but everything that they like felt and got sick with, like signs pointed to COVID and, um, my good friend Morgan, who is our family photographer. Um, I tattooed her the like second week of February. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, knock on wood, I mean, I was lucky, but she, her and her husband caught COVID um, end of February, like 10 days after I saw her, they got yeah. sick.
0: So that's and, technically when it wasn't here yet either, right?
1: Right, but they then yeah. they were super sick and um, like her brother's an EMT, and at some point he like came over or like FaceTimed her or something and was like, if you're not better in 24 hours, I'm taking you in the emergency room. And eventually like their fevers broke, and they felt better, um, but they didn't know it was COVID because right. it wasn't supposed to be here yet. Uh, the only reason that they knew was they got an antibody test a little oh. while later and they had antibodies, uh-huh. but I was actually tattooing her the day we got shut down in July. Um, and she had just gotten done telling me that she had done another antibody test and she didn't have any antibodies left. Mm-hmm. So she got COVID in the end of February and by july her antibody load was gone so she could yeah. get it in. and she yeah. said it was
0: awful and yeah yeah it's it's been a crazy Was it eight months nine months now and of course like nobody expected this year to happen and like of course like we all want this year behind us but when you look back at this year 10 years from now 20 years from now like what you were able to learn and gain as an artist do you are you still going to think like are you going to think it was a horrible time or are you going to think it was an enlightening time
1: well I think that's a really loaded question because
0: (laughs) I remember you can cuss because you might have to
1: 2020 if there's if one of the things that we have learned from 2020 is to not be so fucking selfish, we have to think about other people, whether you've thought about other people your whole life, whether you 're an empath, whether you are not um, twenty twenty has taught us to care and give a shit about other people, at least it should have <laughs> if it mm-hmm. hasn't i don 't i don't get it, but like we 're wearing masks not just for ourselves but for other people and we're social distancing for ourselves and for other people. Um, we are out marching in the streets. We are advocating for social justice. We are voting, not just for our own interests, but for the interests of other people and the betterment of other people and society. So for me to look back in 10 years on 2020, personally. I've had a lot of artistic growth this year and a lot of great things. And there's been a lot of enlightening moments um, about stepping back and taking stock of like, what's important, what's not important. um, What I need to do to move forward, but also what I need to do to not just move myself forward, but my family and my community. Um, And so there's been a lot of positive reflection with regard to that but so many people have struggled so terribly this year so for me to look back on 2020 and go oh as shitty as that was like whatever it was really enlightening for me gotcha. seems like it doesn't seem right
0: because no. I get what you're saying because you're saying like the, that the big takeaway from 2020 is that we let go of thinking of only ourselves right right even though there was these personal growths, there's no way to look back and say, it wasn't that bad, you know? Right. Yeah, because it, it has been bad, right? Yeah.
1: We're going we're gonna to look back on 2020 and be like, look at how many people died for all of these different reasons, not just for COVID. Right. But, and we're going to look back at, I mean, when they write these history books, hopefully they'll write them appropriately, mm-hmm. um, which is a whole nother, topic we can get into but uh i don't think we have time for that today (laughs) (laughs) right like it's shitty like this year was shitty and there was a lot of really awful stuff that happened and yeah i just i i think personally we can take some growth from it and we can look glass half full um but we can't observe a glass half full without also saying well it is also half empty um, and, and I think, the yeah, the bigger takeaway is just being able to see all of that.
0: And I, I think I'll, I'll take your, your, your glass half full, uh, uh, reference and say that now going forward, it's up to us, as you said, as a community of like, what are we going to fill that glass back up with? Right. Are we going to, are we going to take what we've learned and fill it back up with like, harmony and community and growth or are we going to keep spilling it until it's empty right but and hopefully it's it's the it's the the first option you know because I think um touching on it like I mean like uh one of the things like I study psychology a lot and one of the things that like the 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 one thing that always resonates with me and that I that I tell myself when I'm thinking of what I'm putting out into the world is that it takes a village, like, and we all have a place in that village to like not only look out for ourselves, but to lead by example. Right. And like how you said, like, we don't necessarily wear a mask for ourselves, but to keep from infecting others. Right. And like, I think it's, it's, we really need to look like within our own community and and build from there and then, hopefully the ripple effects will just spread out into the greater of the world. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's exciting and it's scary and it's like, yeah. we'll get there though. That's, right?
1: that's what it is. That's, it's a big, <sighs>
0: yeah. How many times have you done that this year? Right.
1: Yep. And, yeah. and it's exhausting and, but it's, that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. You know, yeah. we, and we might be exhausted for a while and there's been a lot of people who have been exhausted for a long time that if you're not exhausted yet we're picking up the slack for all those people that are exhausted let's give them a break let's move us forward let's you know and like you said like we need to keep filling the cup of our community and our whether that be local or regional or global like we got to start being nice to each other, man. Yeah, yeah. We got to start being good to we, each other. Do. We do. Um, and and well, doing right.
0: We got to care. One of my favorite songs by U2, one where he just keeps resonating. We got to carry each other. We got to carry each other, you know. Um, was this shift a little bit because I, I see you wearing it and I know it's like the next one, one of your newer projects, but you're wearing your sweater. Your, your, I am. Your hoodie. I am thinking,
1: like trying to figure out what I wanted to wear. Uh, and I was like, oh, duh. I <laughs> should wear the thing that I made and I'm selling because, yeah, you know, that just seems like something I should. Uh, the, also uh, comfy as fuck. And I love wearing this thing. I fucking live in this thing now. Uh, so. the,
0: the RBG inspired tea is dope as fuck too.
1: Thank you. So, yeah. Um, so my photographer, Morgan, uh, Morgan Alana Photography, is, she's the dopest shit ever. Um, so she's a good friend of mine. And uh, we had talked about doing an RBG, like feminist piece for her for, for months. And uh, so after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, um, she was like, well, we have to do it. We have to do it right now. And I was like, right now. I'm, I'm here for it. Let's do it. We've been working on um, another big piece for her. And uh, she was like, nope, let's shift. Let's do the RBG piece. Um, RGB? RG, I, R-B-G, yeah. Did I, did, I, did I? I think I said that. RBG. R-B-G
0: yeah. Where's I think we're desert? doing it. Yeah.
1: Uh, RBG. Um, I get it confused with, because uh, uh, CMYK and... Uh, and B-I-G? And, no. <laughs> so... Red, blue, green, R B. Wait, it's I'm, never mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back. Some, somebody out there who's gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh yeah, CMYK, I get it." Anyway. Yeah. somebody um,
0: is at a stop sign right now yelling R B G.
1: Right, and now my creative brain is like, "Wait, is that never mind?" So, yeah. um, so I designed the piece for her, um, and she she gave me complete and total freedom to do it, and uh, so I was like, "Resist fist." with, like, the cross at the bottom for, like, the female symbol, and then, uh, one of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's, like, iconic collars, like, makes the circle, um, around the top, and, uh, it was just, I was stoked on it, like, I put all these little flower designs, like, in the bottom portion, and I, I finished the design, and I, like, I'm not, I'm not even overblowing this. Like I finished the design and I sat back and I like looked at what I did and I fucking cried. Cause I was like, this is like, it's so powerful to me. It resonates so much with me. I knew it was going to resonate with her. Um, and there were so many layers of intentional and unintentional meaning, um, that sort of weave their way through it as I was designing it. Um, and so I tattooed it on her
0: and I was like,
1: uh and it's technically a very difficult tattoo like if you look at like all of the lines that create her collar um yeah I did I had to do some hard blinks that day (laughs) because a lot of overlapping lines um but her and I were talking about it and I was like you know would you be interested would you let me you know would you be okay with me putting this on you know t-shirt or a print or a sweatshirt or whatever and she was like i at this point i'd be mad if you didn't like (laughs) do that please she was like i want to wear this twice so she has the tattoo she also has the sweatshirt um And I made one for her. She was the first person to get one of the like promo ones that I had my, my screen printer, Chris uh, from red five design, who is a friend of mine forever does all my printing for me, um, printed us a couple promos so we could like take some pictures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and all of that. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm stoked on the design. I hope everybody's as excited about it as I am. And the sweatshirts are comfy as fuck and they're super cozy. So.
0: And it's sweatshirt season right now. It yeah. is absolutely sweatshirt season. I picked up a uh hoodie the other day from uh stab comedy. Oh dope. <laughs> I picked this up the other day. And I'm wearing my uh abolish ice yes. shirt from yeah. uh my homies over at Sacramento Made. Um nice. so I I I moved to Sacramento seven years ago and I fucking love it here. Um I, I love the, the artists, um I love the comedy, I love the food, I love everything. Uh it's it's a great town. Yep. and uh right. I think it's it's full of a lot of great, interesting people. Mm-hmm. And I wanna thank you for coming on today, man. Um I was uh I I uh I don't book my guests too far in advance because I don't know, that's just how I roll. And I like, uh yeah. I was uh I was having my I was having my morning coffee was it Wednesday or Thursday? And uh, my roommate walks out. She's like, she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm thinking about uh, messaging this artist to see if she'll do my podcast. And she was like, I'll do it. And I was like, okay. And I did it and you responded right away. And I was oh, stoked. Yeah. I was, I was, I was driving when I got your response. And I just saw that it, like I read the first line. I was like, Oh, that's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An emphatic. Was,
1: yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I think you said that sounds dope. Like it was like it wasn't a like, well, let me check it out and I'll get back to you. And no, it wasn't anything like that. It was, it was definitely a yes. And then um, I'm so glad that we did this. And this was a really great talk. And I think after this talk, I'm going to do a deep. That was great. Yeah. And um, I will. Don't worry about trying to plug your stuff right now. But Mm -hmm. maybe send me over who the photographer and the and the 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 print artist are because Mm -hmm. I would definitely like to acknowledge them as well and um any last words you got to say before we we shut it down
1: I don't know man I feel like I've said a lot I sort of know
0: (sighs) it you said a lot I
1: I I have no short stories
0: (laughs) They shouldn't be, man, because these are are experiences that lead us to, where are you, is that a background or are you like in a gazebo? No, I have,
1: I bought, I have this chair. Oh, it's
0: that chair. Look at that.
1: Yeah, it's a cool chair. So I like, uh, yeah, I've wanted one of these for a long time. My mom used to have one of those crazy like peacock chairs from the 70s. And when we moved from Minnesota, she got rid of it. And now I'm, like, kicking myself because they're super fucking expensive <laughs> if you find them. Um, but, yeah, I, like, saw this chair on, like, an auction, auction site, and they're usually, like, $300, and I got it for, like, 65 bucks. So, oh, man. that's
0: I, my... I love auctions. I love thrifting. I love estate sale. I just went to an estate sale this morning and uh, picked em. up some really cool stuff. And, of course, some records, because I love records. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite Pink Floyd?
1: I mean, probably The Wall. That's really like what uh, I started really? listening to Pink Floyd. I think it was like junior high. Uh-huh. Um, and But there's like bits and pieces from each album that I really like. Um, incidentally, if you ever find a uh, uh, vinyl of Inagata DeVita from Iron Butterfly, I've been trying to find one of those. Um, I think I have one. I have not been able to find one. My uncle has my mom's vinyl of Inagata Devita that she uh-huh. gave him, and he won't give it to me. I He's had think, it for like thirty years.
0: I think I have it, and I'm not sure the condition it's in. But I might Doesn't be messaging. Matter. I might be messaging you later on. All
1: right, deal. Okay. I'll trade you a painting for it. Oh, oh, <laughs> if it's you're willing to part with it. <laughs> they're
0: they're just records to me. You know, to me, the 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 hunt. Is exhilarating yeah. the hunt and then running across it in the record collectors call it in the wild. Like yeah. just running across it at a store and going, Holy shit. And then like grabbing it, like looking around like Did every is Yeah. It, did no I, one, did I just is this in my hand right now? Like yeah. that to me is um but then there's also records like I don't know, like I recently bought a remastered the wall because I've been I've been going down vinyl rabbit holes and um, these guys are like, these guys are like, it's great to have these original pressings of Pink Floyd, but they made so many of those that some of them sound like crap, no matter how good of condition they're in that these repressings remastered from the analog tapes are a thousand times better. So just, if you love it, just get this. And so I've started doing that on some stuff, but yeah um i love pink floyd though and to me it's dark side of the moon um
1: yeah oh such a good one too yeah
0: i love dark side of the moon i, I never get tired of it and so when you did the wall painting that's how our friendship started with yep. that i drove by and i saw that and i was like that's fucking dope and i uh, took that picture and uh, maybe i'll send out some more postcards if you don't mind
1: hell yeah totally should All make, right. your christmas card
0: yeah, I'll do something. I'll do something. And no, I'm definitely going to do some Christmas shopping from your Etsy because I am not buying a damn thing at Target or Walmart or Kohl's for I'm Christmas.
1: I'm trying not to.
0: But yeah, I, gotta, I mean, I'm
1: going to get I'm my go- epoxy somewhere.
0: Yeah, I'm going there for, you know, uh, paper towels, toilet paper. um, Lysol wipes yeah I mean I'm still well, going not there. right now
1: they're all sold out the,
0: the Walmart <laughs> yeah. brand wipes are just as good <laughs> fair
1: enough fair so, enough uh,
0: but everything else um, I love uh, supporting local artists and just digging in those crates so
1: well and I should say too the the um Ruth Bader Ginsburg inspired feminist designs um all of the sweatshirts that I'm selling I'm going to give a percentage of the profit to Planned Parenthood here in Sacramento because they definitely need it
0: awesome awesome all it's right
1: one of my favorite.
0: I'm gonna try to say goodbye again <laughs>
1: of course yeah yeah this is what we call it from where I come from this is the Minnesota goodbye it takes is this the like Minnesota
0: goodbye minutes to actually say goodbye oh man jocelyn thank you for coming on today this was a great chat and uh yeah i look forward to talking to you again soon awesome okay thanks